0: Jordan Love puts together his best performance as a Green Bay Packer. David Bakhtiari is David Bakhtiari plus other people who stood out from week two of the preseason. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! locked on Packers. Part the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, going to cover the Packers for the Leap. And today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, all of your gambling needs, the best odds, lines, and player props. Bet Online, where the game starts. And it was right from the start that we saw Jordan Love put together his best performance as a Green Bay Packer. The very first play, in fact, because when the defense collapsed around him, and the read wasn't clean. He went one, two, two was kind of there with Amari Rodgers. And the safety is filling hard on that. And in fact, once you see um, the the other end zone angle, you can see that, that there's really not a throw to be made there. So what does he do? He eats it. He takes off with his legs, picks up 11 yards. Later on that drive, he makes a third down throw to Romeo Dobbs. That Dobbs misplays. Not a true drop but it's a great throw. It was confidence. It was decisiveness. It was a clear step forward. And whether or not you think this means Jordan Love is a starter caliber player in the NFL. By the way, the Saints preseason broadcast said he looked like one in this game. There is no way you can deny the clear strides Jordan Love Is making Now, you can say, and I've heard plenty of people say this, well, look, he's starting from a really bad position. And so, of course, the only place he has to go is up. That's not what this was. Jordan Love played awesome football in this game. There was still a a throw here or there that's off the mark. And that's going to happen every quarterback misses throws. He went through a little bit of a lull in the middle of the game. There were like four or five plays where it was either not the best pass or, you know, the maybe, maybe the read was a little late. And so that affected the accuracy with which you were able to throw a pass. All of that being said, one thing has to be true. The narrative of, I haven't seen the talent. It's got to be gone. It's got to be gone. Give it up. It's over. If you are someone who has said that, it has to be done. Because we saw the talent in this game. Pushing the ball down the field. Play-action shot play on a deep over to Juwan Winfrey. Play-action, no, that was straight drop to Romeo Dobbs on a deep cross. You had the play-action rollout throw to Samori Toure, which he dropped but was a perfect Throw uh, five or six drops in this game, depending on where you looked. Um, Jordan Love, receivers lead lead the preseason in drops. And it's not close, by the way. Um, he has the second highest inter- or drop percentage among quarterbacks who've thrown at least, I believe the number is 15 passes this preseason. And he's thrown almost as many passes as any quarterback in the league. This was... A, a terrific performance controlled at the line of scrimmage. Some of those throws that that we saw him miss, the swing routes, he's throwing on the money to Tyler Goodson, who is another one of those guys who showed out in this game. We're going to talk about those guys a little bit later. And the, the one throw that people kept coming back to, the Josiah DeGuara boot throw, which he made earlier in the game, was really a difficult play because of the way that defensive end played it it was a, a very difficult throw to make. And I, I think love made the right decision in terms of trying to put the ball outside because any further inside, you're you're gonna have some real problems with that defensive end who is crashing down on you. Not every play can be perfect, but the high-level arm talent, the um, the ability to that throw to Patrick Taylor in the end zone that was dropped but not really dropped because it would have been a great play, but to to create the way that he did to avoid multiple Saints defenders and then with pressure barreling down into his face to basically sidearm a perfect throw to Patrick Taylor in the end zone where either Patrick Taylor makes that catch and it's a touchdown or no one does. Like the defender is not undercutting that route and he had to throw it basically as soon as Patrick Taylor is breaking back to the sideline because it was a a second reaction play. Those were the plays we hadn't seen in the league so far because he just hadn't had the opportunities. Those aren't going to happen in practice, so you're not going to hear beat writers talking about it. And this was something, and I'm I'm especially grateful for these moments in this game because last week, remember the Amari Rodgers play? We talked about this. Like 14 times. The idea of wanting to play on schedule while also wanting to be a playmaker. This is a delicate balance to strike, right? Because you, if you're Jordan Love, you're trying to learn all of these things, the footworks, and you're trying to master the playbook and the reads and, and understand what defenses are trying to do to you. Pre-snap, post-snap, safety rotations, um, reading routes and coverages on the fly. You and your receivers have to be on the same page with all of that. And you're trying to, I think, show, trying to prove with a little chip on your shoulder that, hey, I can, I can do this. I'm not just the guy who can run around and make plays and, and make throws that that a lot of other guys can't make. The, the one rolling left to Toure in between over the corner and before the safety can come across to make the play was unbelievable. Like the number of starting quarterbacks who could have made that throw is a small number. The consistency part is, is going to be about reps but but seeing the talent is so essential. And so, in order to see the playmaking talent, he just has to be in these games where he is letting it rip, right? That this was this has been the theme of Jordan Love. Let it rip. And he went out there and and Matt LaFleur talked about it after the game. He said, I see a more decisive player, which makes him a more efficient player. Well, decisiveness also means knowing when to let go of a play. And I wonder, I wonder if the Amari Rogers interception, if Matt LaFleur saying that play needs to go off schedule to Jordan Love freed him up to say, OK, I can do this. I know where the ball needs to go. I can read these defenses. If I go one, two and it's not there, I need to either step up and take off or I need to escape and try and make something happen and we saw him do that a number of times get to secondary reads we saw him take off there was another play pocket collapses he gets sacked the very next play pocket collapses again but this time he steps up quickly he's able to take off and he picks up a couple yards so instead of you know losing 4 or 5 yards it's all right, you're gaining three or four yards and now you're keeping yourself in manageable downs and distances. There were no throws that almost got picked off or should have been picked off. And it is also interesting, the touchdown he threw to Romeo Dobbs, very similar in terms of where the defender was, where Dobbs was, where the ball was, the velocity of the throw, the direction of the throw to the interception. But Jordan Love trusted Romeo Dobbs to go up and get that ball. And Romeo Dobbs went up and got it. Now, was it all perfect from Dobbs? No, but he's making one or two plays every game, just like he's making one or two plays every practice. And that's what you need from someone like Romeo Dobbs. And if you're Jordan Love in these moments, these are the kinds of players. It's nice to have someone with his talent out there because last year he's throwing a Malik Taylor. He's throwing a Mario Rogers who has taken a step forward, but is still not by any means this elite level player. We don't even know if he is a, you know, rotation caliber receiver right now, although he looks much more explosive, looks much more useful. They deployed him in all kinds of fun and interesting ways, ways I think we'll see him deployed this season. This, at the very least, to come back to my original point, has to end the discussion about talent. There can be no more question about his talent. Consistency, okay, okay. Ball placement, I think you'd still like to see him, this is a consistency thing, be a little bit more consistent with the ball placement. But if you're getting the high-level throws, in addition to a couple of these like, that's fine, especially if you get rid of or mitigate some of the YOLO throws, where it's, okay, let's just try and make a play, make something out of nothing, and you hope the more he sees himself make these high-level throws... Gives him the confidence to say, okay, well, I don't have to force it. I know if it's if it's second and 10 and I ha- I either have the option of forcing this ball into coverage or trying to ex- escape and make a play, I'm going to escape and make a play. Or if I have the option to just run out of bounds or throw it out of bounds, I can live to fight on third and 10, third and 12. We saw that two weeks ago against the 49ers. On a third and long, he makes a beautiful play over the middle A second read gets to a secondary option and rips a throw into Samori Toure for a first round. That's NFL quality stuff. And that's the stuff that we continue to see from Jordan Love. We're seeing more of it and we're seeing the talent. Can he be more consistent? Yes. Every young quarterback can be more consistent, but we're starting to see, not even starting to see, we are seeing now the talent that made him such a tantalizing prospect to the Packers and others. All right, we're going to talk about a monster return for the Green Bay Packers. In fact, there were two, and there are more to come. But before we do, let's talk about our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Great stuff for baseball futures right now. We're getting into that playoff baseball kind of time, so now it's some, some time to make make money. Especially if you're not super into baseball, I'm I'm a baseball fan. I like baseball, but I'm not super into it. But guess what? It's a lot better when there's money on the line. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. It's Fantasy Draft Week, and on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can play with the experts of Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty as they bring you the daily positional top 10 lists to get you ready for the season. Find Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. David Bakhtiari, guess who's back? Or guess who's Bach? I'll be Bach. Arnold, how many of these can we do? How many of these can we do? I could go all day. But we're not gonna, he's off PUP. Practice yesterday for the first time. Individual drills. Christian Watson did some team stuff right away. Aaron Rodgers, he he seems to have a sense of these things because uh Tunyon and, and Watson came back off PUP and they're doing walkthrough stuff, and Rodgers is just feeding those guys the ball. In team, Christian Watson comes out and he gets a couple early targets. Rodgers knows it's by the way, it's helpful for, to, for their confidence. And it's helpful for their connection, Rodgers and Watson, to have those moments. To understand, okay, this is what this looks like. If he runs the slant, here's the timing. If he runs that deep over, here's the timing, here's the ball. Let's, Let's get this worked out. The Bakhtiari piece is huge. And that's not sparkling analysis. If you get your all pro left tackle back, that seems like it'll be important. But this goes beyond that because it's not just that David Bakhtiari is back at practice. It's he's off PUP and he's working to get back to health. There was a, you know, I, I got a text from, in fact, a Bears fan friend who was like, what did they give Bakhtiari to get him back so fast? And I said, back so fast? What do you mean? And he said, well, wasn't the sky falling like two weeks ago? And I said, Yes. For a lot of people, the sky was falling because we didn't know. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what the timeline was. And the Packers may not have known what the timeline was. But Bakhtiari himself seemed much happier about it. He seemed to be in a much better place. In fact, said on the record, I feel better now than I did this time last year. Now, he, from this time last year, hadn't been back on the field, wasn't on the field again for another year. And so that's not saying much that he feels better now. It's good that he does, but it's not, it's not, I think, that useful of, of information because, well, we we know that last year, feeling the way that he was feeling, he didn't get on the field until late December, early January, and then was back off the field again. But so now, cleanup procedure, he's back practicing. A word of caution. He practiced for Several weeks last year before he was able to actually get back on the the field. We don't know what the situation is with the swelling. Remember, that was the issue with the knee, the, the fluid in his knee. But you go out there, you have an individual practice, see how it responds. Next day, you have another individual practice, see how it responds, and you build from there. Again, it's not just David Bakhtiari, though. Elton Jenkins, already back practicing. Big Bob Tunyon, already back practicing. Three or four weeks ago, it looked like a very real possibility that the Packers would have none of those guys ready for week one. Certainly, we did not have any indication Elton Jenkins was going to be back this quickly. We knew he was ahead of schedule, but this quickly is genuinely surprising. Big Bob Tunyon was saying all the right things, saying I'm ahead of schedule, I'm going to be ready for week one, but until he gets out there, we don't know. If this offensive line is healthy, And and I've said this before. If the offensive line is healthy, who cares who's playing receiver? Because Aaron Rodgers is going to have time. They're going to be able to run the ball more effectively. It is such a force multiplier for this team. Nothing is more important on this team than protecting Aaron Rodgers. The second most important thing is staying efficient in the run game because this offense is predicated on balance. And so if you have your best offensive tackles out there that allows you to play all of your guys at their best position, that that raises questions about who those guys are. It seems like they're trying to find a way to get Zach Tom out on the field because he's playing really well. He played awesome once again. And I want to bring him up before we get to our other players because he still is not allowed a pressure in the preseason. He's played center, he's played guard, he's played tackle. He's played left tackle, he's played right tackle. He's played left guard, he's played right guard. He has practiced for the Packers at every position. And he has held his own. Now, he's got to get stronger. He's got he's to grow a little bit into his body. The potential for him to be a quality starter at multiple positions is there. He's not quite as fully formed as Elton Jenkins was coming in, where Elton Jenkins was a grown-ass man from day one. Now, he was an older prospect as well. I think he was 23, almost 24, maybe turned 24 as a rookie. And so he was, he had that grown man strength already. He had the anchor already. Now, it's also the difference between a second-round pick, a high second-round pick, and an early day three pick, a fourth-round pick. But remember, David Bakhtiari needed a little sand in his pants too. Early in his career. He could get bull rush still occasionally if you're going to beat him. That's how you're going to beat him. And I I think ultimately their best five is Bakhtiari, JRJ, Josh Meyer, Zach Tommen, and Elton Jenkins in some way. Jenkins is most valuable at tackle. Got to play him at tackle. I think he's your best right tackle. No question. But now instead of playing Yash Naiman, you have David Bakhtiari. And Yash Naiman is... A capable swing tackle, but he's not the guy you want down in and down out. Now again, he is—he is probably better than six or eight starting left tackles in the league. He—he he might be better than any tackle who's going to play for the Bears this season. And he, he probably—they'd find a way to start him on that Vikings offensive line, which is kind of a mess. So I, I don't want to. This is not a to to denigrate. Yash at all, because he is a more than capable swing tackle. If he's your swing tackle, you're in awesome, awesome shape. If he's your starting left tackle, some bigger questions. I, I don't think he's been awesome in the preseason so far, but he's been sort of who he is. You'd like to see him get a little bit better. I thought he was more than capable last year. Remember, we did that that bit last week about, you know, if if he's going to be the tackle, the starting left tackle, then. You got to, you got to do, he's got to be the starter because you feel like you can run your offense with him. If not, you got to go find a veteran or you got to figure something else out. If David Bactari there, you're just not even talking about this. And you have a week now to get ready for this preseason game. And we're talking about more than two weeks to get back for week one. In fact, we're talking about almost three weeks to get back for week one. So when when you're looking at the Bakhtiari timeline, okay, when you, when you wait 18 months to get back out on the field, it seems like, you know, very little that this is what's going to be the situation. But, you know, September 11th is week one. Packers, Vikings, 325 central time, the 11th. Well, it's the 22nd today. So you've got almost three weeks, two weeks to sort of get back in the swing of things with camp, a week for prep, and he could be out there week one. Now you got to deal with Daniel Hunter, you got to deal with Darius Smith. They've got guys now, but you'd rather have Bakhtiari at eighty percent, you know, in terms of physical peak fitness, mental preparedness. I'm sure he's going to be hyped to get out there. You'd rather have 80% of Bakhtiari in terms of, you know, hopefully body-wise, he's more than that. But in terms of getting to game shape and and just mental sharpness, because he's not going to be as sharp right away. You'd rather have that than Yash. And I don't care that they really like that Jake Hansen has made some strides and he can play multiple positions. Zach Tom is a better football player. He's got more potential. Playing will make him better. He's got to be on the field. Jake Hansen cannot be starting over Zach Tom. This is, this is, we just, we can't do it. We, as the outside, cannot allow this to happen. It cannot happen. Zach Tom is better. It's on the tape. We've seen it. He's better. We'll see if the coaches agree. Before we finish up, I want to talk to you about something really important. And that is... Being safe when you're having a good time. You're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. And a few becomes a few too many, or at least a few too many to safely drive. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you're calling for a ride. Mm, No, you live nearby. You can make it home. It's not a big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why police officers are out right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over and thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen now go make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Football find the intellectual fantasy expert Vinnie Eyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL experience and unique angles to give you the moves no one else has get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football all right I want to talk about a couple other players just the list of players that I thought stood out in meaningful ways I, I, I have a list here Jordan Love, who we talked about. Isaiah McDuffie. Tyler Goodson. Micah Abernathy. We're going to talk about that in a second. Chris Slayton. Shamar John Charles. Juwan Winfrey. Romeo Dobbs. Now, Romeo Dobbs, a little bit of up and down night, up and down a couple weeks. His highs are awesome. And he still has these confounding drops, mental mistakes. He's going to get better. He cares too much. He's too talented. He's too explosive. He's too dynamic. He is going to be on the field and he is going to get better. Some of these fringe guys like Chris Layton fighting fight, could be fighting their way on the team. Micah Abernathy. This is a, this is a take I I sort of put out there yesterday. There was this push because Tyler Davis was terrible yet again. And I, frankly I'm surprised he's still on the team. But there's also still time to cut him. Um Mike Abernathy had this Leaping interception. He played on some special teams. He can run. Terrific athlete. I think he has a a relative athletic score over nine. And there was this push that, oh, the Packers are actually going to keep eight receivers or they should keep eight receivers instead of four tight ends. If Davis is the fourth, you keep Tunyon, Deguara, Mercedes. Now it becomes difficult with special teams. If you're only keeping three guys of that size, you might need to keep an extra linebacker or something like that. But I think, rather than the eight receivers, because I get it. We've talked about this on the show. You've got Lazard. You've got the two rookies. You've got Amari Rodgers. you got Randall Cobb. you got Sammy Watkins. That's six. All right, but, but Watkins, Lazard, Cobb, probably not playing special teams. Um, and you have uh, a need for guys who are going to play special teams. Dobbs, not going to play special teams. Watson, Christian Watson, not going to play special teams. So, okay, you need to get to seven to get a special teamer in there. Juwan Winfrey, okay, okay, But is Samori Toure playing well enough to get that eighth spot? I don't think so. I think if he catches that that beautiful shot from uh, Jordan Love, he gives himself a chance to be in that mix. If he has a great third preseason game, he gives himself a chance to be in that mix. But I think they can probably, as a former seventh-round pick, sneak him onto the practice squad. This time of year, every year, there's a receiver that Packer fans love that they go... They're not, they're not going to make it onto the pack or field, they're not going to make it um onto the field. Um and you're like, oh, this guy, he's so good. But he's not going to make it on the practice squad. He's not going to make it on the practice squad. And then he always makes it onto the practice squad. Someone like Mike Abernathy, when you have two safeties that you trust, and you have these other guys, Sean Davis. Who's new to the team, Vernon Scott, who's sort of new to this role with a chance to, to be more important on this role on this roster? Someone like Abernathy gives you the size, not quite of a tight end, but gives you speed and a little bit more size on, let's say, kick coverage, on punt coverage, could be um uh on on punt um return, potentially as a gunner, could be on kick return. That bigger body along with the speed, gives you the opportunity. Plus, showed some things on defense. I think that's important too. And and speaking of defense, Shamar Jean Charles was terrific, and he is starting to show, okay, there is a fourth corner on this team, and it's me. This depth question has been a big one. It's been one I've been asking. Their three is very good. What do you have after that? This is a big question. He looks like he could be a real meaningful player for this team if they need him. He's still a little bit undersized. I still worry about him playing on the boundary, but in the slot I think you could you could get away with it. And he plays tough. He plays bigger than he is. I know that's a cliche, but it's true. He he fights through the catch point. I think he's added a little bit of size. He looks a little stronger this season. He was he was very skinny and spindly last year. He's still a slender guy. But he looks a little bit stronger, a little bit more um, confident. And this defense, man, this defense is flying around. They are flying around, playing with swagger, playing with verve. And you love to see it. You just love to see it. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Game is on Thursday. A little weird, but we got a Thursday game. It's the the final preseason game. Are the starters going to play? Some teams have been talking about using this as as a sort of tune-up for the regular season. Throw your starters out there. Give them a half. Let's treat it like a game. Aaron Otters has said, I don't think I need to play, but if I want to play or if I'm going to play, then I want to play. Let me play a half. Let, let me get into a rhythm. Let's let's try and do some things. Do I think that's a great idea? Eh? If these players want to do it, you have a defense. I, I talked about this in the Leap newsletter. You have a defense that wants to do it. Eric Stokes wants to play in the preseason. They they feel like what happened in week one last year was a direct result of them not being mentally prepared. So go out and play a game as the starters. Get hyped like it's a game. Go play with some juice. And, and that's just a little tune-up, a little dress rehearsal. There's a reason in the theater or on TV they do dress rehearsals. You get ready for the game. You simulate the circumstances because it helps. It helps. So we'll see if the Packers decide to do that. Back tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. Stay locked on Packers.